0: Welcome to Zurich's Risk Insights Series on Coronavirus, What Businesses Need to Know Now. Hi, I'm Alex Garrison, a Zurich Risk Engineering Casualty Health and Safety Consultant. I develop and deliver risk mitigation strategies with leading companies in a variety of industries. In the wake of coronavirus, schools across the country face a variety of challenges as they reopen. I wanna share 10 top considerations that may help protect students, faculty, and staff, and may help reduce the spread of the virus. First, consistent, transparent communication is crucial. Communicating regularly and openly will establish expectations and ease anxiety for everyone. Students, teachers, staff, parents, and visitors. When you explain why new protocols may reduce the virus from spreading, it will encourage everyone to adopt important new behaviors. It also shows that leadership cares and has a clear plan. Some suggestions, establish daily announcements about the importance of washing hands, wearing masks, using hand sanitizer, and reminders to limit face touching. Post signs strategically throughout the building and campus as well. Establish a COVID-19 task force that includes a communication specialist. This team will identify and share information and will make sure your communications are consistent and accurate. Designate a point person to respond to COVID-19 concerns. Parents, students, and staff should know how to contact this person. Secondly, emphasize the importance of staying home when sick. You have to emphasize that anyone exhibiting symptoms of a virus, not just COVID-19, needs to stay home. For a list of symptoms, visit the website for the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, cdc.gov. In addition, Anyone who lives with a person who has COVID-19 or has had direct contact with someone who tests positive should stay home too. Again, the CDC website offers clear and updated guidelines. Some ways to encourage this. Develop and communicate policies that encourage sick employees and students to stay at home without fear of reprisal. Forgo perfect attendance awards and don't assess schools based on absenteeism. Develop a virtual learning and telework options for students and staff, respectively. Cross train staff so you have a roster of backup staff. Thirdly, clean and disinfect for COVID-19. An effective cleaning and disinfection plan should provide specific instruction among four critical components. Areas to be cleaned and disinfected, frequency of cleaning and disinfection, Environmental Protection Agency registered disinfectants to be used, and material-specific cleaning procedures and techniques. Use checklists to ensure consistent disinfection of commonly touched classroom equipment. Plan to thoroughly clean when students are not present, and allow recommended times for airing out the space prior to return. Leave doors open to reduce high-touch surfaces like doorknobs. Place sanitation wipes conspicuously near instruction and activity areas. If a confirmed case of COVID-19 is reported at the school, complete enhanced cleaning and disinfection protocols prior to reoccupying the space. Coordinate off all public drinking sources and encourage staff and students to bring their own water to minimize use of the drinking fountains, eliminating another source for viral transmission. However, maintain disinfection protocols for all drinking sources in the event someone gains access. The fourth consideration, physical distancing matters. I think everyone understands the importance of physical distancing. The American Academy of Pediatrics suggests having teachers move between classrooms instead of students, which will reduce hallway traffic. Additional ways to promote distancing in classrooms could include Orient students back to back and display presentation slides on opposite sides of the room to reduce the transmission of airborne droplets across students. Substitute the classroom for large common areas such as libraries, cafeterias, or outside amphitheaters. Keep student and staff groupings as static as possible by having the same group of students stay with the same staff. Fifth, exploit the outdoors and improve indoor air quality. Being outside offers many advantages. The Mayo Clinic notes that wind scatters viral droplets, which reduces the risk of transmission. It also offers more space for kids to spread out. Indoors, improving ventilation also can help. When feasible, bring the outdoors in by opening windows to improve indoor air circulation, but direct airflow away from students as opposed to across students. Use filters rated minimum efficiency reporting value of 13 or higher to help maximize HVAC filtration systems. Some HVAC systems may not support this level of filtration. Industry experts suggest alternative methods such as running filters 24 7 with a rigorous changeout schedule, use of portable air cleaners with HEPA filtration, or integration of ultraviolet germicidal irradiation air purifiers. Sixth, establish a rigorous admission policy for all visitors. Visitors can unintentionally bring the virus to school. Anyone, including parents entering the school should be screened and required to wear appropriate personal protective equipment. Consider these additional suggestions. Restrict non-essential visitors and volunteers, as well as activities involving external groups or organizations. Establish a delivery drop-off area away from students and teachers. To reduce the number of students being dropped off by parents at one time, consider staggering drop offs and pickups at school. The seventh consideration address transportation challenges on buses. The limited area on a bus creates physical distancing challenges. If possible, families may want to explore alternative options for getting students to and from school. The CDC and the American Academy of Pediatrics offer these recommendations for safer school bus transportation. If possible, assign seats and have the same students sit together each day. Minimize the number of students on the bus at one time. Face covering should be worn by passengers and drivers. Drivers should be a minimum of six feet from students. Also, consider erecting a physical barrier, such as plexiglass, for the driver. Whether permitting, have windows open to increase ventilation. Just like schools, buses, and other vehicles need established cleaning and disinfection protocols when transporting students. The eighth consideration, reduce risks at lunchtime. Congregating for meals also creates challenges. Avoid gathering large groups of students in a cafeteria. Instead, consider these tips. If possible, let students bring their own meals. Have students eat in their classrooms instead of the cafeteria. If the cafeteria is needed, stagger lunchtime periods. Consider having students eat outdoors in small groups if possible. If food is offered at any event, students should be given prepackaged boxes or bags. Nine, have response plans in place if someone exhibits symptoms. It's crucial to develop and communicate policies regarding screening and what to do if a student or staff member exhibits symptoms of COVID 19 while at school. The CDC recommendations include individuals with symptoms should immediately be separated from others, establish procedures for safely transporting anyone who is sick to their home or to a healthcare facility. Follow your state and local regulations regarding prompt notifications of health officials, staff and families while maintaining confidentiality as required by the Americans with Disabilities Act. Close off areas used by the individual exhibiting symptoms and ensure it is not accessed for at least 24 hours so cleaning and disinfection may occur. And the final consideration, prepare contingency plans. COVID-19 is creating a world filled with uncharted territories. The best laid plan could have unexpected consequences while unanticipated events or changing levels of viral transmission could make some new protocols untenable or result in schools closing altogether. Educators need to be prepared to adapt. Consider developing a hazard analysis that examines various scenarios and identifies optimal response plans. You'll find information on creating such a plan on the coronavirus resource hub of our website, ZurichNA.com. Remember, adaptability shows a willingness to do what it takes to keep people safe while maintaining operations. These suggestions cannot provide all the actions available to help limit the spread of COVID-19 in schools. However, they are intended to supply additional insights to help keep students, teachers, and the community at large safer. As the COVID-19 landscape continues to evolve, it's important for everyone to stay informed of federal, state, and local guidelines. Thank you for joining me in this segment of Zurich's Risk Insight series on coronavirus, what businesses need to know now. Stay well.